0: With yeah, the, you're the, allowed. To shut up and play because that has the same sort of connotations that the shut up and dribble crowd has towards athletes and I have a real problem with that, and specifically with Draymond the idea that America is tired of him. You do realize the guy has a very very popular podcast that he hosts where he talks himself I for agree. a majority of the episode right. and people listen to that. He signed a talent deal with Turner because people want to hear what Draymond has to say. Yeah, true. The reason they want to hear what Draymond has to say is because just like in this press conference, he is real, authentic, and unfiltered. And as a player, he is real, authentic, and unfiltered. Inc.
1: Uh,
2: uh, 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 separate the weak from the Opsa. Leap, part to creep the Brooklyn Street. It's on. Stop all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like sash thunder Thunderbirds shaking the concrete. Then yeah. the stop when I fall the plot. Neighbors call the cops and they heard yeah. mad. Stop. saw me in the drop. Three in a quarter. Slaughter. Yeah. Music. Old school, new school, need to learn though. I've heard baby burn like this inferno. What's up, America? What's up, America? It's your boys. We back in Within the Game podcast, episode 13. I got two of my favorite homies with me, S. Mac, Coach Petey. We back in the building again, otherwise known as these organized money getters. What's happening in America? You just heard J.J. Reddick, Ether, Mad Dog Russo on first take about Jerry Mon Green. We're going to get right to it today. Uh, For those who don't know what happened, Mad Dog Russo was on – uh uh, first take and just gave a take, basically saying, "Yo, Dre, why don't you just shut up and play?" And I'm not—I've never been a big JJ Reddick guy, but JJ came out and he wanted the real ones. He—he he moved up the real one uh, ladder for me. I know Coach Petey, this your man's. How do you feel about what 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 JJ had to say about Draymond? High stuck up for
1: JJ JJ answered the question how all Americans should answer the question. Right. How we think that all Americans should answer the question. JJ put my man in his place. He told him, yo, this is you what you said is more than basketball. You see what I'm saying? And that's the problem. And then and then he went on to say, they don't care about the old fans in the stands. They don't appeal to them. Their basketball is is over with and done. It's a new age, a new era. And JJ backing Dre, Draymond, it says a lot. Salute, kudos to JJ Reddick. My guy.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely Joe. says a lot. And yeah, uh, I think he's uninformed on what's going on, if I'm not mistaken. I think TNT, NBA TNT show with Chuck, Charles and Kenny, and Shaq won like 13 Emmys. Those are former basketball players talking. People want to see them talk. But I'm glad someone was able to get up there and, and get on this case and, and let them know that you no, know, everyone has an opinion. And more and more you see more former athletes being on TV because people want' not really know what's going on in the locker room. No, you don't have that, that chance to get that from other guys who are just regular analysts who've never played it and speak on the game. So I, I was pumped to see that. JJ Reddick, the best Duke Blue Devil ever. do do that. What, don't what do, you do think? that.
2: You know, I don't think you're the best Blue, Duke Blue Devil ever, but he just moved up on my favorite Blue, Duke Blue Devil ever based on that take. So here's my thing. And shout out to Mad Dog Russo. I, he knows what he's talking about with sports. Uh, But what we just saw was a general case of unconscious bias. You know, a lot of sports reporters and common fans, they like the basketball players and football players and whoever it is, the entertainment, but they feel like they can't never have an opinion. They can't talk, get out there and dance, get out there and play. Just entertain me. I don't want to hear what you got to say on the same side. Those same fans got the nerve to share their opinion with the basketball players on the court. Guess what? They don't want to hear what you got to say either. Cause you can't, you need to shut up too. Cause you can't dribble.
0: Yeah, a big, a big point of that that I think was he didn't understand in context. Draymond was talking about basketball. I could understand your opinion a little bit if he got into politics and other things. He's a, he's at the basketball game. We're talking about basketball. It wasn't like the platform for. But when he's ever speaking about the game and what's really going on and how he feels about the game, you know, everyone got an open voice and said. But I'm not gonna get on here and start speaking about. Russia, Ukraine, I have, I don't know anything about it. Like, what's your take on that, Pete? Coach Petey, how you feel?
1: Just come back with that again. My
0: bad. How do how, how you feel when um, athletes using the basketball game, uh, using a press conference, and go off the, the rim and not talking about the game? I felt like Draymond was in the right. Was talking about the game he wasn't talking about political things or anything he has he has a right to say how he feels about sports or what's happening and the fans in the arena it's all of his atmosphere instead absolutely. of him getting on there talking about some stuff that's not what do you
1: think absolutely i mean as long as you know the these these athletes you know athletes now have a platform so they can they can use their platform to speak on other things but it, it is just back you know a lot of people look at the way that it was and the way that things have been And, you know, back in the day, I would say athletes might not have been the brightest people, they might not have been the brightest crayons in the box, you know, a lot of grades was given and things of that nature, and I understand that, but, you know, now that majority of the professional athletes are African American, nobody wants to hear them speak about anything other than their sport, you know, and with them, with the platform that professional athletes have now, all athletes have now, you know, they're able to show that they're more than just a, a athlete. They're more than just a basketball, or baseball, or football player. And it's opening the eyes to a lot of people who just had this perception of athletes that like they didn't know anything. How you feel, Uncle T?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Petey. And I'm gonna just say this. I don't care what an athlete talk about. They can talk about politics. They can talk about sports. They can talk about whatever they want. There's a lot of fools out there on public platforms. that got some terrible ass opinions and talk out the side of their neck, and don't nobody say nothing to them because they don't play sports. They're not athletically gifted. They're just they're just talking heads. We hear it all the time on sports talk radio. There's people who ain't never picked up a ball or, or thrown a ball or shot a ball that's giving opinions on the part of the game. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't have a problem with it. But if I don't got a problem with that, you should not have a problem with an athlete saying anything they want to say about anything when the mic's in front of their face.
0: Yeah, speaking on that, being a former athlete, what do y'all think about Pat, Pat Bath? His comments about Chris Paul eating him up. And me personally, I think Pat Bath do not know what he's talking about. I understand what he was saying. Chris Paul is kind of old. We got the audience that. real
2: quick, Matt.
0: Yeah. All right. So, what happened? You no, know, the Phoenix Suns lost by 40 50 last night. And Pat Bath, who's at home, lost in the play in the, uh, the play-in game. Is slandering Chris Paul, one of the best point guards of all time, saying he's old. When he says, oh, he he can't guard, I ain't getting no sleep. If I'm playing Steph Curry, I'm going to sleep at 8 p.m. If I'm playing Chris Paul, we out in the club all night. That's what he's saying. And I feel like that was disrespectful. And no, everyone has their opinion, but I don't think that's the right way to do it to protect your other athletes who who play basketball as as well as you.
2: So I think we need to have a segment on the show. Call dog, you're doing too much. And Pat Bev need to be the face of that segment because he always doing too much. He out there crying after the playing game like they won the chip out here. I mean, literally crying. I thought I was watching an episode of Coach Carter. First of all, Pat Bev, I respect you as a player, but shut up, man. Don't nobody really want to hear you talk. You talk way too much on the court, and you be out there getting cooked. He talking crap to Russell Westbrook, and Westbrook putting thirty on his head. He not only said that about Chris Paul. When John Morant was out there giving Golden State that work, he had the nerve to tweet. He didn't do that to us. All he did was bounce your behind up out the playoffs, man. Be quiet, Pat Bev, and y'all know how I feel about Pat Bev. I respect you as a man. I respect you as a basketball player. But, bruh, stop it, please, Petey.
1: Absolutely, man. Pat Bev crossed the line, and you know he's at a point of no return, man. I, I don't. I don't think anybody's gonna back Pat Bev with what he said right there. Chris Paul is a legend. We know it. His stats speak speaks for itself. Pet Bev is a role player. Nobody's gonna be talking about Pet Bev as soon as he gets out of the league. Nobody's gonna be talking about Pet Bev the week he gets out of the league. You see, and, and Chris Paul will be forever talked about. So Pet Bev is crossing the he's crossing the line right there. You know, and, and I understand, you know, you have a competitive nature, you have a competitive spirit and all of that stuff. But you know, to each to each his own. But I, I just feel that. Pat Bev crossed the line talking about Chris Paul, who's who is one of the greatest point guards of all time. You know, now if it was Tony Parker that said it, we might be talking about something.
2: Tony Parker (laughs) wouldn't do it, uh, Petey. Uh, Let me give y'all some game. Let me give y'all some game on this right now, and this directly right at you, uh, Pat Bev. Now, what you gave I don't think was an opinion; it was a statement. But if that was your opinion, opinions are like buttholes, Pat Bev. Everybody got one, and they all stink especially yours. So we don't want to hear it. You can keep it to yourself. All you're doing is hurting your own self, bro, when you say stupid stuff like that. And and nobody will ever look at you like they look at Chris Paul. Mac, you want to wrap us up on that?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I've been a role player in the NBA for eight years. I have my opinion. I can keep my opinion to myself, but I'm never going to get on a national platform and talk bad about someone that I know the sacrifice and put all he love into this game. And then also the, the president of the player association I have like a certain respect and understand, like no one in the NBA is going out there trying to lose a game on purpose. You no, know, sometimes you play bad or whatever, but he's also talking about a 37 year old Chris Paul. He wasn't saying that stuff two years ago when the Suns got the Clippers up out of there. Yeah. And like you said, it's a segment doing too much. Chris Paul ain't never cried in a play-in game, like we, nah. we thought they won the championship. We could, you could use that clip. No, me doing college basketball. That'd be the one shiny moment for the for the for the thing. <laughs> and everybody, that's the that's the Dayton play in sixteen seed game. Like what are we talking about?
2: That's go, that's gonna be on the Disney. That's gonna be on the Disney uh outro of one of these movies. Am out there crying like a bee? So speaking of people doing too much, I gotta highlight my man, my favorite, my, either my favorite boxer, or my second favorite boxer of all time, Floyd Mayweather. You doing too much, too. I got an unpopular opinion. I really think Floyd Mayweather broke. Floyd done made damn near a billion dollars in boxing over the last 20 years. He's pound for pound the best ever, in my opinion. That said, you know this man fighting again next month? On, on Triller or uh, <laughs> something like that? I don't know that. Buy, he is. He is fighting again. And why? I, don't nobody box because
0: they like to get hit. all right, so there's two things with that. Floyd don't get hit and they're gonna keep oh, okay. paying and they're gonna keep paying you. Why not do it? I don't think he's broke. Uh, Come on,
2: think no nah, man boxing ain't like playing basketball.
0: I know but' I, like when I think of broke is um a lot of times like your assets' is not worth anything. I think he could sell his jet, sell his crib and I' like here here's the how. $20, 30 million dollars. So I don't think he's broke. I don't think uh, I don't think he has as much money as he should have. I would say that. But I don't think he's broke. But if they're gonna to continue to pay you to do this, and you enjoy it, and you're not doing anything else. I don't see what's the problem. And he's the best defensive fighter of all time. He's not gonna get hit. He might have lost a step or two, know with age. But if people gonna pay and show up, why not do it?
1: Pete, what do you think? I, Floyd, Floyd, Money Mayweather. Uncle T, I don't, I know Floyd Money Mayweather is not broke. His assets, he has a lot of assets. So he's always going to have some money. But the boxing, uh, you know, like I say, it's it's all made for TV. It's all it's all made for TV. It's all it's our propaganda. He's he's going to jump in that ring and like Shell said, he's a defensive boxer. He's not going to get hit and he's just going to do it for the show. And they'll they'll probably go three or four rounds and then Floyd will wind up and hit him with a right. And, and Floyd wins the night. Again, big paycheck, take it to the bank. He might buy another jet. He might buy another building in New York. Who knows? But ain't nobody so,
2: paying to see Floyd fighting no cab driver this time around, man. I, I
0: will. I love Floyd Mayweather. I think Me I too. I I'll watch it on, I'll watch it on y'all's
2: account. I'll tell you. <laughs> I ain't gonna have one. Uh, I ain't gonna one. I ain't getting no trill tr- tr- account. Here, here's my take on being broke when I say that. So there's different levels of being broke, right? Floyd clearly is a rich, rich individual. But when your expenses outweigh your income, you, my friend, are broke. Period. And that's how I look at it. I do not think it's and it might be easy money, but if it's that easy, you know what else is easy money. Selling a house that you didn't have for 20 years. That you ain't got a box to get money from. That's easy money, too. You know what else is easy money? Cashing in on your investments. That's easy money. Boxing, he can say it's easy money all he wants. But this man, I think, and I love Floyd. He's my guy. But Floyd is an attention whore. Period. And he keep getting into the ring. Floyd, you wear not, you're wearing out your welcome. What uh, Fighting Jake Paul. I didn't even pay to watch that. I watched that on somebody's bootleg account. Ain't nobody gonna line up to see you fight John the Trash Man. Where's the fight it's at? Easy money.
0: Where's the fight at? I don't even at? know
2: where it's at. I just know it's on Trump
0: in Dubai, I think. Yeah, it's not in, it's not here in America. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere else. You can go get that money. At least. And put it this way, I think all of us will line up to fight for 30 minutes to get get a few million dollars right now. Because that's, that's we a, ain't got Floyd Mayweather
2: money. If you if you had $200 million, would you fight to get another three?
0: If that was my job, yeah. It's like saying if I play basketball and I'm 50, Would, I, would I, I know, would I risk my Achilles going out there hooping for the minimum?
2: Yes, I would. You would not, Matt. Get out of here. You won't risk your Achilles right now to go play mail in a damn pickup game.
0: Uh, <laughs> it ain't yeah, worth it. It ain't cause worth it. Because there's no paycheck at the end of the day. You right. It, it ain't no paycheck.
2: Then the paycheck ain't worth it if you got paid to do it. The $100 that you took from Mel last night is not worth you playing the game you know you're going to win. I just think I don't care what the bag is. If Floyd get in there and get his marbles knocked loose on accident by this guy, come on, money man. You're doing right. too much.
0: All right. So, so what is the difference? I know a lot of y'all, y'all football guys, football players and stuff. What do y'all think about Brett Farr still playing in this flag football league? Mr. Broke? Copper, Mr. Copper, was it Copper Fit? Mr. Copper Fit himself still yeah, playing exactly. right
2: now. <laughs> you think he broke? 100%. Let me tell you something, man. People with money don't do nothing that they don't make, that, that it don't make, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Brett Favre, he playing the flag, for, I'm sure he loves it. The, he a he the gunslinger, right? Um, yeah. I just love to throw the ball around. Dog, if you don't sit your, is he getting paid to play flag football?
0: I don't think he's getting paid, but. We're gonna move hey, on to the next man. top. Move on good to the next man. topic you want to talk about with Brett Favre. If he's broke, I think he could easily just slide into the broadcast booth. We, we, we all saw Tom Brady's thing. I think Brett Favre would be a name that somebody we want to see and listen to on Sunday afternoon. What do you it's think, terrible. Coach Pete?
1: Absolutely. Brett Favre, if, if Tom Brady's sitting here, Greg Get Chuck like he's great. Get Brett Favre could definitely step in the booth and get his Chuck. I mean, you know, we. Uncle T with him playing flag football, I think maybe he just and, loves it. And Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, I think Brett Favre is a better quarterback than Troy Aikman.
0: And Troy Aigman get getting that thing too.
2: Yes. Yeah. Troy Aikman getting that chicken. Tom Brady really getting that chicken. And Peyton Manning could get that chicken if he wanted to. The reason Brett Favre ain't on broadcast TV, because ain't nobody sat there and said, Brett Favre is a master of the defense. He really be reading that defense. Brett Favre be throwing that shit up. <laughs> and then look, all the he the gunslinger. He ain't gonna give you no analysis that work. He'll be like, That's, man, I throw it. I don't care who. I don't care if they triple cover. I'm gonna throw that, it anyway. Nobody that, wanna hear that.
0: That sounds like somebody else's favorite quarterback on on the pod. Sounds like Eli Manning to me. <laughs> Wait, hey, Eli. <laughs> Wait. Eli
1: was. A, I keep telling you, Cher, Eli was a winner in the playoffs. Hey, hey, and
2: ask Tom Brady, what do you think of Eli? Hey, uh, hey,
0: Eli Manning. Eli Manning's on ESPN every Monday night. Naming his brother Payton. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I think they have different avenues with those guys. When you mentioned the top 10 quarterbacks, is Brett Favre up there?
2: Uh, of all time? Yeah. Yes, probably. Uh, I, he, he's, at the lower, he's at the lower end for me, but okay. I, I think he's in there. I don't think he's somebody that's, you know, look, uh, to be on TV, in my opinion, you got to have a particular point of view. You got to have some génie séquoia, as they say. Right? Tony Romo will tell you to play before it happens. Troy Aikman break the game down in such a way that's appealing to the fans. Brett Favre will be calling it like he calling a backyard pickup game. Hey, man, he going to run a slant on this one. Well, who going to run a slant? <laughs>
0: uh, no, I, got you, I, got you.
2: I can't imagine working off Brett if I was the, the 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 commentator, him being the color analyst. That's why we don't see Brett on TV. I'm going to lie, Brett, to say nothing on TV. I
0: think he you a country, country boy. boy. He enjoying down there in Mississippi. I actually think he's coaching his son in high school football. He just he's just chilling and enjoying himself. That's what I think.
2: Brett Favre being there drinking a case of Budweiser. What what you got to say, Petey? My bad man.
1: Brett, nah, you, you know, Brett done already ran his race. Like you know, maybe maybe he doesn't want to get in the booth. You see what I'm saying? Like that's maybe the reason why he's not in the booth because I'm pretty sure that these broadcast companies they've already reached out to him because, like I say, Brett Favre is. He's colorful. You see what I'm saying? He's very, he's very animated. All his interviews have been great. You know, they, they used to run to him. You know, I just remember after games, Brett Favre, everybody would run to him and they would all have their recorders in his face just to catch something that he's going to say. So he's, he's very colorful. Now, Uncle T, you might be right. He might not know the game, but I can pretty much tell you. He'll tell you the reason why he's gonna throw that slant. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> he got, hey, that's the only guy he
2: gonna throw it to before the snap. <laughs> that's fine. I made my uh, mind up. Sterling Sharp nah, getting this ball.
0: <laughs> nah, definitely. But but with this whole topic we're talking about, it's a it's a great point. Is when is the time to to give it up? Now, obviously, uh, in Atlanta we got the Fan Control Football League.
2: Shout out! We got, shout out to my boy Ray Austin, founder yeah, heard, of the Fan Control Football League played football with me at University of Tennessee, Ray Ray. And I missed an investment opportunity on that too, Mac, just for the record. That's yeah, a game. No, I, I missed one. I,
0: yeah, I, I heard about it. Uh, I'm going to go check it out sometime in the next few weeks or whatever. But T.O. still out there playing at, at 48. I think he just loved a game or he can do other stuff. I think he was on TV. I don't think he he liked it or enjoyed it. Then he moved on and did something different. It just like, when, when's the point when it's like, all right, man, like, you, you ain't a no more, man. It's time to do something different.
2: In, in TO's case, Mac, I think he still can play football. And, and another guy that's not good as a color analyst. I'm not saying he don't know the game, but respectfully listening to TO talk about football isn't something that I want to hear. But I love watching him play. I think that dude still run a sub four, five, 40 and still got hands. He built like he cut up like some good dope, man. Like I think he's still in shape. He still can play. Um, that's why he's playing. TO is one of those guys. Uh, some I good respect, dope, man. man. We gotta get Uncle
0: get Uncle T out of Miami. <laughs> 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 out
2: of Miami. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pure cane coming through her. He
2: better oh, not pull no. out no YSL chain. It's over. <laughs> 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 what you think yeah. about TOP?
1: Man, I, I think To that's all he knows how to do. <laughs> and that's just being perfectly honest. Uh my opinion, when I when I look at TO and I've I've watched him in front of the camera and I've watched him on the field, that's that's what TO knows, that's what TO does best. So I believe that's why TO went back to it. Hey, uh, at the end of the day, let me day, ask you this
2: though, Petey. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this, Petey. So do you on on the comment you know, when hanging up and getting in the broadcast booth? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, what do get? 350 million over 10 years?
1: Yeah, he gets more than he, what he made in the NFL.
2: He ain't worth that much in a dang on broadcast booth, is he?
1: Yes, because he knows the game inside and out.
2: Can he talk about it We can understand it, though? we we'll don't know that.
1: If, if if Tony Romo can get up there and keep people engaged and tell the reason why Tony Romo was, 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 was going to throw this pass, then everybody's going to listen to why Tom Brady was going to throw this pass because <laughs> Tom Brady is arguably the best football player of all time, not just quarterback, Tom, football player.
0: And Tom Brady's going to complete that pass. <laughs> Tony Romo might say, why are going to do it? We don't know if anybody's going to catch that
2: thing. Well, I'm going to give You're y'all right. some game. I'm going to give y'all some real game of why Tony Romo working so good in the, in the NFL. Because all y'all wives in America want to listen to watch Tony Romo talk. Same reason they probably want to watch Tom Brady. So that's how I feel. The women love Tom Brady. The men and the women love Tony Romo, too. He was a quarterback of America's team. It's no accident that America's you got to- team. Uh, yeah, you got uh, Troy Aikman and Tony Romo out there commentate. People love the Cowboys, and if you're the quarterback for the Cowboys, you everything. And Tony Romo wasn't a great quarterback; he wasn't a bad quarterback at all either. But the women love him. The women love Tom Brady. Dudes love Tom Brady too. So I think that's the the draw. I just don't think that man worth no three hundred million dollars to talk on, on TV.
1: It's 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 the reason why a lot of people never get to play the position of quarterback. A lot of people never get to play the position of point guard. A lot of people never get to get on the mound and pitch in baseball, you know. So when, when you have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time is going to set up there and he's going to break down defenses. I mean, he is giving knowledge to all the upcoming coaches, all the up and coming quarterbacks. I mean, people are going to be watching Tom Brady just like they do with Tony Romo and taking notes. But with Tom Brady... There, you, like you said, Uncle T, he's a nice-looking nice, he's a nice looking man, and you know he's going to have the women watching, and he's going to have the men taking notes. Yeah, and I, I agree with Coach Pitty. I
0: think that's why Troy Aikman left Fox. I think ESPN's in a, in a bad situation right now. Uh, Troy Aikman, he got a bad similar to Tom Brady's, not as much. He's making about 25 30 a year himself going to ESPN, and that's because I feel like more people was tuning in on Monday nights, watching the Peyton Eli show, mm-hmm. instead of they commentators, they high and they talking about the same game. But they able to break it out, and you know Peyton Manning get up early, like Zip a Zebra, twenty four left, right, my ankle <laughs> Achilles snap, we gonna keep going on. And people want to hear that, like, like what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> He's able to break mm-hmm. the play down, and I think a lot of people have never had opportunity to hear from a goat, someone who's been really good. You now a lot of times you hear from from guys who have a lot of accolades, but they're not. They're not the one. Like, you never see Tiger Woods get on TV, talk about it. Never see Jordan get on TV and break down a game. You always see people who never – you never see Phil Jackson get down and, and break down a game. So, I think it's intriguing that everyone wants to, like, listen and pay attention. Because I want to know, I've been in the NBA eight years. I played for a lot of great coaches. And I love the – and a lot of times with the great coaches I play with, I, I go down and sit down and see how they break the game. I never got to play with a superstar. Tom Brady's a mega star. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm anxious Mm -hmm. to see how it's going to play out and how it's going to unfold.
2: I love you. I love both of y'all takes, but can I throw a curveball? And I know, America, this is going to come off. I might name this the hater episode, because I know I'm sounding like I'm straight hating today. But there was a goat who tried it, and it didn't work out. Well, two goats: Bill Russell and Magic Johnson. Magic is my favorite player of all time, and he is arguably, to me, the best point guard to ever play the game in the NBA. Magic knows game in and out. He can break it down. He's just not good on TV, you know, when it comes to that. He's good as an analyst when you're talking on the set of ESPN. Kinda. Kinda. He, he tried a talk show. That didn't work out. And Magic got a million-dollar personality, a million-watt smile, got everything you would want from somebody in that seat to do. But for whatever reason, it just, it don't connect with the fans the same way. Why is that?
0: It, it's hard it- they, I'm trying to get into analysis. I'm trying to see if I like it. And one of my biggest thing, it's hard to talk for two hours, three and a half hours, and keep someone engaged that you do not know personally, and just to try to keep them engaged. I think Jeff Van and Mark Jackson do a great job at it. A lot of times they don't talk about the game. They, they bring up stories that are relatable to everyone, like a family vacation, this and that, but also talk about the game. I don't think Magic got that part of the game down. You know, a lot of times, when he's doing a speech or whatever, it's the audience. You know, he know everything about the audience. On TV, what I learned, you don't know anything about anyone who's watching. And that could be very difficult sometimes, even with our podcast. We don't know who the audience is listening. It's, it's hard to keep them engaged the whole time. And that's why most podcasts is only like 50 minutes or you have your certain audience that you want right now. So
1: I think that's the problem with
0: Magic Johnson.
1: Magic Johnson has a speech impediment. That was the number one reason why he didn't do good on, on, on oh, live TV. You know, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. But but Magic is, I, I believe he's just, he's just cutting dry, you know, and when you're on TV and you're trying to appeal to audiences, you have to be colorful. And you can't just be straightforward and and blunt and and just dry with with what you see. You know, you have to paint a picture with it with your word wordplay, And Mark Jackson and Van Gundy, they do a great job at painting pictures with stories inside the game as well as what's going on. Shel?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And one thing people don't realize that I, it took me a while to learn and, and get it, their teams. <clears throat> Mark Jackson calls games with Jeff Van Gundy, no one else. They're a team. They don't understand what they're doing. And when you're talking about an analyst, you know, in, uh, in the studio, I, I know the same people I'm working with I know how to joke with them to get everyone else involved. I know how to do this and that. And sometimes it's very difficult when you just show up to a game, like, hey, we got to call this game together. I might say something. You don't know what I'm talking about. And back at home, everybody, like, what are you talking about? And like, and he, didn't, he wasn't able to play off me. Like, our podcast, the, way, way, we, the reason why we're able to be successful and do a thing, we know each other. We have chemistry. And it's not a different person on every single time. And I, that's, that's very difficult. I don't care what sport, profession you're in. If, if it's your co-person, y'all never have a business meeting or never have a meeting to talk about anything. Y'all just show up to the meeting and everyone else who's working on it, if y'all are listening. It's going to be confusing. I think that's what happens a lot.
2: That's some game right there, man. I hope y'all picked that up. And I, I agree with both of y'all. Uh, having chemistry means everything. And, and importantly, just be yourself, right? I think all the people that do great at this, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Shaq. Shaq didn't have broadcasting experience. He came in that set, and he tried not to be Shaq at first. Shaq, just be yourself. You'll fit right in. And the NBA, uh, inside the NBA, is, is still the greatest show, I think, studio show we got on TV. But well, speaking of friends, before we wrap up, uh, it was two friends that played uh, last week, uh, the 76ers and the Heat. Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler clearly are really good friends. So for those who don't know, I mean, it's a a week later, a couple of days later, the Heat just knocked off the 76ers and James Harden and Joel Embiid, who was hurt for a piece of the series. But when they closed out, Joel and Jimmy Butler embraced. And both of them said, man, they really wanted to play with each other. Like Jimmy Butler said in the press conference, he would love to play with Joel Embiid. Although he still loves the Heat organization. Joel Embiid said the same thing and started throwing people out under the bus at the same time. But the big story is, two. I want you to comment on both. But the first thing is, is Joel Embiid wrong in this case? And number two, Jimmy Butler walked out said, man, y'all traded, y'all got rid of me for Tobias Harris? For Tobias Harris? Is James Wash. was James Harden washed? Is Joel Embiid wrong? And is, is Jimmy Butler the biggest G in the game,
1: First off, James Harden is, you know, he's not washed. And shell, no, J.H. is, he's just checked out in in my ass.
2: Strip club game ain't right in Philly?
1: Yeah, he's he's checked out. But you got to understand now, hey. YSL went
2: down it's <laughs> it's right before the game. It's an opening. Yeah, it's open out there in these streets. <laughs> yeah. Right,
0: so yeah, right, try to hey, get the
2: land and get that chicken again. He'll
0: right, back on right. They worry about that rico case himself, huh? He
1: makes yeah. sure he clear. <laughs>
2: Jeff was a little bit worried.
1: He, you know, every time he went in the locker room, he didn't know if he was coming back out. He couldn't focus. He couldn't focus. But I understand. Hey, I hey, I, I understand that. But uh Jimmy Butler speaking on Tobias Harris. Jimmy Butler is 100 percent right. There is no way that you let Jimmy Butler off the hook for Tobias Harris.
2: What you about keep... Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons though, Petey? A young Ben Simmons because that's what happened. Mm. Do you think you still you still think it was a bad move?
1: I still think it was I'm taking I'm taking Jimmy Butler over Simmons and Tobias Harris together. But that's just my my opinion, especially with Joel down there. Joel in the paint because Joel Embiid is he was my MVP this year I know uh, you know I know I just got an opinion but Joel Embiid was definitely my MVP this year with what he with his body of work what he did now Jokic hey you know kudos to you you know you you want to and all of that but I think this second one was was kind of it was kind of gifted to him because Joel Embiid should have been the MVP of the league in my book so with Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid we're looking at a different Eastern Conference finals right now. And that's without Ben Simmons. And that's, that's without Tobias Harris. We are looking at a different Eastern Conference finals right now. If, if Jimmy Butler is with, is, is in, in uh, Philadelphia still right now. she
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a lot that goes into it. uh was Tori mentioned. is you had Jimmy Butler, you got a young, so is it's either Jimmy Butler or Tobias and Ben Simmons. At that time. I'm taking Tobias and Ben Simmons all day. I didn't know what was going to play out with Ben Simmons. Looking at it now, it might be a different story. But also, you know, you got Jimmy Butler coming to your team. He, he pulled all the stuff off in Minnesota. It's just a, it's just a, a reach or whatever. And I think a lot of it is, like, people he respect. I don't think Pat Riley and, and the OG Alonzo Mourning and Udonis Haslam ain't going for that. So they keep – they kind of – I want to say keep him in line. No, they keep them together, they talk to them like, Hey, man, you got something to talk about? Let's talk about it. As we said, you Udallans had them cuss them out a few games ago, and Sposher didn't have to do it. I think on, on Philly, it got to be Doc Rivers, and no one else is gonna mm-hmm. do it. And B ain't gonna do it, no one else is gonna do it. So, I think that played a role into it. But it, it's, it's just hard to say over the time. Like I, w- I would definitely take Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. Yeah, so Jimmy
2: butler in have- been
1: the two finals. He's been the two finals since then, though. he has been a one, I want to say. One.
2: He about to go to nothing. one. They didn't go anybody. in the bubble? They went that in the was it. That was his one. Yeah, it was but, it. it uh, was the uh, no, nah,
0: it was the bubble. That was the only one.
2: Yeah, well, he's great. Go back. <laughs> he about to go back. He, he'll be in two. Well, yeah. I, I agree with I agree with you both. We both have the high. we have the benefit of hindsight right now, right? With with, with the way Ben Simmons, stuff played out with Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris is a really good player. The problem is they paying paying Tobias Harris like big, big money as a result of all of that. He played himself into that. So shout out to Tobias Harris, Tennessee alum. Uh, shout out to you. But here's a little bit of game I got with it. I understand decision feeling made at the time, but I'm always a guy that a bird in the hand beats two in the bush. If I got an all-star, a perennial all-star, and I would say Jimmy Butler has been a top 15 guy in the NBA maybe, top 20 guy in the NBA for the past, what, six, seven, eight years. If you have that already, taking a chance on some young guys, a rookie who you knew won't won't shoot the ball anyway, coming out. Now Ben Simmons was very promising. They really thought this man was going to be the next LeBron James because he had the skill set for that. It hasn't panned out that way yet, but I'm with you, Petey. I really think Jimmy Butler on that team with Joel Embiid is the perfect because he don't have to be the number one guy. He don't have to take the shots. They can run that offense through Embiid and and Butler do it in a way where everybody can eat. And I think you could have did that with the paces they have around him, but I don't know if we'd ever see a Maxi on the team at that point. Um, so it, it's a it's a weird place to be. Um, but Jimmy Butler clearly was playing with a chip on his shoulder. That's why he had 30 points in the last three games. Play. Well, no way Philly was going to beat them just on the strength of Jimmy Butler. Uh, and we'll just end with this. Uh, the NBA uh, finals are set up. West, the conference finals are set up. We got Golden State, and we got Dallas. Luka playing out his mind. And we got the Boston Celtics, uh, Shelvin's uh, old coach, uh, president of the team there, Brad Stevens. Shout out to you, Coach Stevens, and my Miami Heat. That's a big rivalry down here. The Heat and the Celtics is nasty. Who y'all got going to the finals and cutting them all down? Well, do I want to leave with the championship. Who going to the finals, Pete.
1: Uh, Golden Golden State in five, and Miami in seven. <laughs> Talk about. That. <laughs> That's what uh, I'm going with Golden State in five and Miami in seven. Shell, what you got?
0: I got I got both of them going, but both of them going in six. And I got Golden State winning it all. Think there's being there doing that. You understand what it is, but it's gonna be a hell of a series when it gets there. But even both of these conference finals is going to be some, some entertaining basketball and good basketball. People are going to see like going to get back to people, each team make the extra pass. People shooting. Even this past week, Grant Williams shot more, shot the most three pointers in a, in a playoff game in NBA history. More than Steph 18. Curry. Here, yeah. Yeah. Here's the, here's the open guy. They swung it to him every time and they let him shoot it. He was able to knock some in. And that's what winning basketball is about. It's not, I'm the best player. I shoot every shot. It's for the play call. And we're going to see this over the next two weeks. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. No, hopefully Coach Stevens can get it done. But I don't expect it. Uh, uh, and that's just my opinion. What do you think, Tory? for you the end the no, up? Uh, so,
2: so uh, I'm with you both. I like the Heat. And I like the Golden State Warriors, both in five. Well, I, I think that Celtics series probably goes seven games. That's going to be that's gonna be a really good series. I think Luka's a matchup problem for anybody. Golden State's just loaded. And and Jordan Poole. I'm gonna say what everybody's scared to say. That man on stairwells. I don't care what nobody got to say. He owns something different. That man playing on a different level right now and takes Golden State to a different level than they've been on already. They're gonna be tough to beat. They're gonna yeah. be tough out. out. Um, so th- that's my take on it. That's yeah. the game, everybody. Yeah,
0: right. with that is gonna be two matchups. I'm telling y'all about Jordan Poole and Spencer – No, Jordan Poole and Brunson whoever had a yep. better one, or Brunson and Dunwoody, or Dunwoody and Jordan Poole. Those are the key matchups you got to see and look for. Then the other one is Grant Williams versus Bam. Which one wins the matchup? They're going to win the series. Those are the, those are the key things I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing.
2: You heard it here first, guys. And Grant Williams, another Tennessee alum, we went winning out here in these streets. Remember that. So anyway, I want to thank y'all for listening tonight, everybody. We appreciate your, 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 your fellowship. Please continue to follow. Tell a friend to tell a friend to get at your boys. We really appreciate it. Coach Petey, we miss you. We love you. Welcome back. That's Dot Mac. I hope to Heather. see you down here in Miami in about a week or so. Anyway, America, God bless y'all. Peace.
0: Peace. Allah.